your appreciated movie podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello, and welcome back. <laughs> it's not unbirthday. It is. Oh, I guess it is. It it's is definitely birthday. my unbirthday. We continue celebrating my birthday on this day, my unbirthday. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. No, it's not your birthday yet. <laughs> no, I wanted to do different. I did unbirthday. I just like the way from that Alice sounds. From Alice in Wonderland. I just like the way that sounds. All right. All right. We're doing something different. I'm John. <laughs> I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I. Okay. <laughs> Last time, I have action adventure. We ter- take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these movies on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, give these films a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is Carly's pick. It is. <laughs> I think she was asking. She took her guess. It's like I know it's not me. It's my pick for Elaine's birthday month. My sci-fi fantasy pick for Elaine was Scott Pilgrim vs. the World from 2010. All right. All right. Exciting. <laughs> Exciting times. This movie is about a bass guitarist for a rock band, Scott Pilgrim, who's never had trouble getting a girlfriend usually. The problem is getting rid of them. But when Ramona Flowers skates into his heart, he finds that he has the most troublesome bag, or she has the most troublesome baggage of all, an army of ex-boyfriends who will stop at nothing to eliminate him from her list of suitors. And what's hmm. the name of the band? The Sex Bobombs. <laughs> Sex Bobombs. That's so dumb. <laughs> I just like the way that sounds. This movie was written and directed by Edgar Wright, who also wrote and directed Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, The World's End, and Baby Driver. I still haven't seen Baby Driver, but I heard it was really good. I heard it was good, too. I also have not seen it. I wanted to. just didn't happen. There are two other writers listed. Brian Lee O'Malley wrote the graphic novel that it's based off of, and Michael Bacall worked on the screenplay as well. And he also wrote for 21 and 22 Jump Street. Hmm. How about hmm. 23 and a half Jump Street? Is no. that a thing? No, not yet. <laughs> well, if you saw the, Maybe. End of, the end of 22 Jump Street had, like, the spoofs. Uh, they have, they were, never mind. I didn't see... I saw 21 Jump Street. I didn't see 22. Um, it wasn't as good. That's shocking. Wright, <laughs> shocking. Edgar, Edgar Wright almost wrote Ant-Man. But yeah. they took... Bastards. Well, I'm sorry that he didn't get to write Ant-Man, but I'm very happy with Ant-Man as it is my <laughs> favorite Marvel movie. So so she's not so sorry. <laughs> so, I mean... Could, it, I mean, maybe it would have been better. So what are you saying? Baby, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Baby, I'm sorry. No. Nothing. No, okay. All right. So this movie has so, so, so many people in it that I'm not going through them at the beginning, except for to say our main two characters are Michael Sarah, who we've known from Juno and Arrested Development, and Mary Elizabeth Winstead, or Winstead, who was in 10 Cloverfield Lane, Fargo, the TV show, and was Lucy in a couple of Die Hard movies. Damn right. Die Hard, baby! This movie. Man. She wasn't Lucy McClain like the young girl. She was I Lucy know. McClain I didn't realize that was the same person. <laughs> That's the only thing I know her from. I mean. Tony <laughs> said she was really good. I didn't recognize her at all. She was good yeah. in one. 
the other one she's in it for she, five seconds. Yeah, it's like she was barely in the fifth She one. was good in that five seconds. She's perfectly fine. <laughs> in the fourth one she was good, but she ended up with Justin Long at the end and it was kinda yeah. like Which, Yeah, she's too hot for Justin him. Long. She is not. She is. She is. I like Justin Long. Why? Okay. I, I do too. Because he's good. You like, you like computer commercials? <laughs> he seems like he's a nice guy. He's fairly no, no. attractive. I mean Justin Long's character, not Justin Long the guy. No, that I, his character in that movie I didn't mind. I date no. that dude. <laughs> If I was available Over for my dead body. <laughs> and was um, in a Die Hard movie. Well, fine. You can go ahead and date him. I'll go ahead and date Lucy McClain. Okay. Right. She seems like she's got a lot of baggage, but you do like girls with daddy <laughs> issues, so. Is that an insult for me or for her? I don't know. That's a... I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole other podcast. All right. So we Quick, have Tony, a, say something. We have a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. An 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, so underappreciated. And a 69% Metacritic score. But. But. <laughs> I knew there was a button there. The budget was $85 million and at the box office, it only brought in 47.7. That's Holy shit. Good. That's a big butt. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody saw this movie. <laughs> I have two reviews. Okay. Sarah Mars from Cinesnark said scott pilgrim is not what you expect it's not what the marketing made you expect it's better than that funnier sweeter with eye-popping visuals and characters who feel so flawed and real they could be your own brother sister or friend mm. <laughs> she's mm. like i don't think so. i don't <laughs> negative david elstein on the other hand from new york magazine said the film is repetitive top heavy Wright blows his wad too early, but a different lead might have kept you laughing and engaged. Almost every bad review I saw either didn't get it at all or hated Michael Sarah as the main character. <laughs> I can see that. So what did you guys think going in the lane? I had never seen this. I, I knew of it. And it just seemed like something... I always felt like maybe I was too old for this movie. It came out, like, by the time this movie came out, I was in my late 20s mm-hmm. and early 30s, and it just um, it just didn't seem like something I wanted. I, I felt like I was too old for this, and the characters seemed too young for me, so I kind of skipped it. All right, what about you, Joe? I thought, have I seen this? <laughs> I don't know if I've seen this. I don't think I've seen this. This is a movie with... Uh, Captain America, right? Where he plays like a douchebag who skates. Mm-hmm. That was it. That's what that I thought. <laughs> well, I didn't have deep thoughts about well, it. Well, you said, "What were your thoughts?" I didn't know well, immediate thoughts. While we were watching this, we had we were discussing things a little bit, and I've decided that John perhaps has slept through this movie before. Because I remember parts of it very vividly, and other parts of it I've never like seen. Like maybe before. he put it on just as something to watch while he falls asleep, and maybe saw random scenes. I probably tried to watch this and couldn't get through it or something. I but I remember, I like, I knew I how know. it ended. Well, but you'll if you put on a movie after eight thirty, you're not going to watch it. You're going to snore to it. <laughs> That's right. All right, Tony. I know you had seen it. Yeah, I'd seen it a few times and uh, look forward to see it again. All right, I had also seen it before. Came out when I was in my mid twenties. Right after I got married, and all of my ex-husband's friends really liked it, so I saw it quite a few times. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> That's how that happens. Yeah. All right. All right. So let us begin. You ready? Mm-hmm. Wait I'm a minute. Ready. I'm not ready yet. Okay, I'm ready. All right. It's a very video game style movie. 
So we watch it almost as if we're playing or we're watching somebody play the video game. So you should. I told really me that liked the video game Universal logo. <laughs> I wrote that down, <laughs> and I and I was like, I wonder if she thought Elaine would like this because I do. <laughs> I never care about the logo, and Elaine seems to care about it like that's her thing. Yeah, she's, she's I just noticed they wanted to do an eight-bit style logo. The guy did a first draft. That's what made it into the early views of the mm-hmm. movie, and people liked it so much they kept it. It was just this guy's first doodle of it. It was good. I liked it. <laughs> I I like a interesting logo for a production company. Mm-hmm. I like creative production companies. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about it. Good job. Now we have to do what's your favorite production company logo? Oh, goodness. I don't know. <laughs> Universal. When they do the old one where it was like from like the 20s and then they changed that one's it cool. and they upgraded and then and it hit the curvature of the earth. That's I liked, cool. oh, is it from the Blues Brothers? No. So you can't not know. You have to just, only things that no, you know. No, so we're going to come back to no. you. Tony, you go. No, it's from. No, no, you keep thinking about that, I can't Tony. Remember, I can't remember which one it is, but it's the one with all the clockwork gears. That like you go through the door and all mm-hmm, the clockwork mm-hmm. gears are hitting each other and, and spinning. I can't remember which one it is though. It might be Cannonball Run. Lionsgate, maybe. Sorry. My favorite one is the Fox logo that has the cop car that drives and falls off the cliff. I think and I don't know if it's Smokey and the Bandit. I don't know if it's. Um, <laughs> what about you? I got nothing. Could be Cannonball Run. <laughs> Did you know the like MGM the logo 70s. with the Could line be that's the Blues roaring? Brothers. Uh-huh. That was an yeah. actual line that they but strapped to like a board. But I remember like that. It's like a it sounds it's like, like a, a car chase. Bandit one. Yeah, it's like a car chase, and it kind of falls off the 20th Century Fox logo. That's probably a Smokey Bandit one. What was the one with the horse that had the? It was like a Pegasus. The wings oh, that came was uh, Tristar with the, the yeah. fakest wings ever. <laughs> I like the Tristar. Yeah, really fake wings though. Mm-hmm. All right. So not long ago, in a mysterious land of Toronto, Canada, Scott Pilgrim was dating a high schooler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to talk about yeah. knives and the fact that he he was dating a 17-year-old. Is this okay? No. He's, he's 22. No, it's Is not this okay. okay? It's not. In any universe, even the mysterious land of Toronto? I mean, it's not a felony, but it's not okay. <laughs> I feel like... I just feel like... My parents were dating when my mom was 17 and my dad was 22. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry to be all judgy, judgy about the Tuckermans. Oh, just got off. Right <laughs> but I don't think this sports okay. podcast brought to you by M and M's that Elaine is opening up very loudly. <laughs> She's trying to make people forget what I just said. All right, <laughs> Tony. Um, I don't date seventeen-year-olds normally. <laughs> only when you're twenty-two. Only when I'm forty-five. No. Elaine's twice as good as any seventeen-year-old. <laughs> no, it's, it's and then a, some. That's a rough time. That's not a. That's not a good matchup. Thanks for Nowadays. doing the math. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So his friends are giving him shit about it because he's twenty-two. Yeah. Yep. They haven't even kissed, but his male friends think her name is Knives Chow is wicked, and they want to meet her. At first, I thought he was making her up. <laughs> because he obviously went through this really terrible breakup where he got dumped and was crushed. And he's telling the story, and they're like, when are we going to meet her? And I thought he was going to make up something about how she can't, like, like her parents don't let her go out or something like mm-hmm. that. Because I thought she was pretend. <laughs> but she was real. <laughs> because Knives Joe is a really fake name. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I was making up a fake name for my fake seven-year-old girlfriend... You would nice go with show. Knives Chow? Yeah, because I want to seem like she's... I want her to seem edgy and cool. <laughs> all right. But First of all, don't ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> Second, get a better name. 
Mine, Miao Yin. Miao Yin. Okay. Miao Yin. So just green eyes, you know. Just then the doorbell rings. Green eyes, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> she's here. So she not, she's not fake. She's real. I read in the trivia that that actress is actually three years older than Michael Sarah. Mm-hmm. So she was 25 when they filmed this movie. She does look like a kid, though. No. But she's arrived. She's going to watch them practice. We meet the band along with her. We have Steven. Who's a talent. Yep. <laughs> He's also 22. Welcome back to the podcast, Mark Weber. He was in Green Room. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. We, Another movie about a band. Steven's last name <laughs> is Stills. And uh, Is he related to um, Crosby, Crosby, Stills, Stills and, and Nash? Nash? reference between Neil, oh. young Neil, and... Uh, is he related to... Um, no, I don't think so. Stills from Crosby, Stills, and Nash? <laughs> no, that'd be cool. It's just an homage. He's There's related a lot to Nash, which is in this movie. Yeah, I didn't catch them all, but I did catch things. But mm. Steven wants Knives to geek out when she watches them. And then we meet Kim, the drummer, who's played by Allison Pill from American Horror Story. And young Neil, who is only 20. And he's also a welcome back to the podcast. He was Chip in Jennifer's Body. Oh. <laughs> Great film. Tried to get about that one, yeah. <laughs> Not quite as good as Holly Davidson in the Marlboro movie. Well, but I didn't have is. any callbacks for that movie in this episode. I didn't get away. <laughs> At least not in this movie. Mm. Young Neil isn't in the band, but he watches them practice with knives. And then the opening credits roll while they practice. She just practice with knives in your mind's eye. <laughs> you, hear something, you, you think something different. But. You think they're juggling knives? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's definitely what Scott Pilgrim decides to do. At the end of the song, we see that well Knives done. is entranced, and she thinks they're amazing. Because they're sex for bomb. They're going to wreck your face off. I don't enjoy punk music. Oh. <laughs> And John says, that's because you were raised in a good home. <laughs> in um, lower... You know, in middle class, white girl America. And Maybe. I said, no, it's just because I don't like punk music. There are plenty of people I went to high school with and stuff that liked punk music. And we were all at the same economic level. And... I well, dabble in liking it. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> Although, the band did grow on me through the Beck did movie. all the band's music. But... I did not... Uh, and I love the song Loser. <laughs> Everybody likes that song. Um, Devil's Haircut. Good one. But I just Ooh, favorite Church like... Jerry Beck song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really prepared for that. All right. Probably doesn't know who Beck is. <laughs> I do. Everybody should. You can pick one of the songs from here. That's like, true. how about that? I What was Run that? Oh. I... <laughs> well, if he did all the music, did he do that I Hate You song for the dude in the balcony? <laughs> No, a different yeah. person did that band's music. He did the Sex Bombs music. Yeah. <laughs> a Canadian band did the... Green Day. All right, later the guys talk about how They're great I've seen, but Kim thinks Scott has problems. <laughs> he goes home to his roommate, who's Wallace Wells, 25 years old. Now, my, this isn't my favorite movie this he was in. I think it would be Home Alone. Because he wets Colton. the bed. Because <laughs> he drank so much Pepsi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We see that pretty much everything, which is almost nothing, in their apartment is Wallace's. And, and it's also only one room. Yeah. It's a really weird, the whole movie, that they sleep in the same bed. <laughs> Not because they sleep in the same bed, but because Wallace clearly has his boyfriend over. <laughs> so sometimes there's up to four people in that bed. Yeah. And it's I know, just like it gets uncomfortable with the two of us. It's too like small. don't any of them. Well, we also move, have a dog and a cat. And don't any of them like roll over in their yeah. sleep? That only seemed like a queen, if that. 
Yes. It just seemed like I don't. It, I, yeah, I can't. It's like, it was so weird. Like, bunk beds would have been a good choice, I think. Yeah, I would have mm. done. I don't know. <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> Scott I tells think that's much about the bed. Scott tells Wallace about his 17-year-old girlfriend and says, please don't tell my sister. He immediately does. No, and uh, just, Of course I won't. His sister, <laughs> who plays by Anna Kendrick, is uh, calls him and she's like, hey, what's up with this 17-year-old girlfriend? <laughs> Who told you? She's like, Wallace. And he's like, what? <laughs> you know how I do. Because Wallace is passed out next to him. No. <laughs> no, he's in a different bathroom. Oh, no. He says oh, yeah. he likes knives because she's nice, and it's nice and simple. His sister's like, it's been over a year since you got dumped by a she who must not be named. Voldemort? But are you moving on or being insane? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> she goes, well, she's, she's 17 Chinese and wears Catholic girl. Catholic girl school outfit. And she goes, you're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and Wallace, I think my sister would say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Wallace accompanies Scott to meet Knives after school, and he's like, you're too good for him. Run away. <laughs> 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 and then he leaves, and Scott and Knives go to an arcade. And they play this weird game that I've never seen before. It looks like DDR, was, yeah. but fighting. Yeah. I, th- I thought, I thought it, was it was DDR. DDR. <laughs> and then they're like, no, they're ninjas. <laughs> I don't remember there being ninjas in DDR. No, I would have yeah. played it. It was a DDR ninja fighting game. It looks good, and more arcades should have that. I was hoping that one of you would be able to tell me that that was a real thing. No, I never and seen it. And we can go online, it and it would be in my man cave. <laughs> they seem very good at playing this game together. <laughs> yeah, very in sync. But she has to pay, because... He's a kind of a loser. <laughs> he lives in kill. Yeah. I thought he made her pay because she was looking at him like she wanted him to kiss her, and he didn't want to do that. Mm, I thought he was just saying, if we want to continue, you gotta <laughs> pony up the money. I think he was doing it because she was like, they were having a moment, mm-hmm. or she was having a moment, and he was not having a moment. So what you're saying is they weren't having a shared moment? There weren't a lot of shared moments in this. To get that reference, (laughs) go listen to our Chasing Amy episode. Uh, They basically go around and hang out in different places while she gushes about how awesome he is and his band is. Well, she's 17. At one of their stops, they're looking through some CDs, and we meet Julie Powers, who's also 22. She has issues, and she's played by Aubrey Praza from Parks and Rec. And she always plays the same character, yeah. and I yes. hate this character. <laughs> <laughs> she reminds Scott about her party Friday night. She's like, are you going to be coming to my party, or are you going to be babysitting? Ouch. We find out that, that was a good burn, though. Yeah. <laughs> Knives loves the band The Clash of Demon Head, or at Demon Head, and Scott would rather she didn't. <laughs> Their lead singer, Envy Adams, is his ex. She is played by Brie Larson. Captain Marvel. They walk around, and he shows her where he lives, but it's a no-girls-allowed secret lair. And he shows her the house he grew up in, which is right across the street. When they look at it, he goes into a weird trance where he's now in the desert and thinks he's all alone. But then a girl on rollerblades goes by and tells him he isn't alone, just having a weird dream. Hmm. And that girl being Ramona. We don't know that yet. He wakes up with Wallace and his boyfriend, other Scott. (laughs) who's not interested in hearing about this dream assuming that the girl is envy but this was a new girl and then Scott is late to accompany Knives to the library 
And when they're walking toward the checkout desk, he sees the girl from his dream and is entranced by her. Because oh. she's not a dream girl. She's a real she's girl. Real. And he hears a song, Dreamweaver. No, that was Wayne's World. Sorry. <laughs> and I was like, do you know that girl? But then we just cut straight to him being so distracted at band practice that he isn't even playing. And then we cut straight to the band going to Julie's party. Scott does not want to go. It's going to suck. Everything sucks. He's so bored. He's just going to pee out of boredom. And then he goes and pees. And he has like, pee I don't it. understand why he thinks this party sucks and it's so boring. I didn't know how many thousands of people are at this party. <laughs> There's a lot of people There's at this party. There's a lot of motherfucking people at this party. I'm sorry. It's a young person party. See, young person parties, lots of people. The I've been to young people More parties. people parties. Really? <laughs> I'm yeah. saying even... Never, never, not that many. That's a really? lot. I've been to parties with that many people. Like, it's people just crazy. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. In the whole house? And you're just happy it's not yeah. your house. Wow. No, even at 22, I would never want that many people at my party. <laughs> I would leave that party pretty quick unless yeah, I was like, to hook up with Ramona. Because <laughs> I'd be like, this is too many fucking people. With that many people, some shit's going to get breaking, yeah. breaking, broken. Gonna and there's going to be a fight, and people are going to get drunk and throw up all over things. Yeah. Bad shit's going to happen at this party. Yeah. Way too why many. I don't like going to those. Especially now because I'm, you know, 300 years old. You know, I don't get invited to those. I don't think I've ever been to a party that with that many people ever. I don't know if I have. I'm I don't not, think I'm I've, big on big house parties. I never have been. I don't think I've ever been to like a house party. And I think the biggest party I've ever been to, there was maybe like forty people tops, which is not as many people as were in that house. No, that was, was like two hundred people. Yeah. <laughs> You've never been to like a sixteen fucking candles party. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I went to smaller parties where lots of similar things happened but <laughs> i didn't go to college and when i was in high school i wasn't going to parties so carly so he sees this dude who knows everybody and he's like hey do you know a girl with hair like this and he holds up a picture with some scribbles a doodle <laughs> it's pretty awesome and the dude's like yeah that's ramona flowers <laughs> and uh, she might even be here tonight he's like Watch out, though, dude. She's a little hardcore. But Scott is gone. He moves through the whole party with one purpose. He's got to find her. And when he sees her, he moves up near her and he tries to talk to her. But he fails. He tries to tell the same Pac-Man story he told Knives. But he keeps flubbing it up. <laughs> well, that's not an interesting story. She doesn't give a shit. <laughs> she is not impressed. And he awkwardly says, all right, I'll leave you alone forever now. And she says, thank you. <laughs> and then he stalks her. Yep. All around the party until she leaves. At least he doesn't follow her out. <laughs> but uh, then so you say stalking. Leaves, I say picking up uh, re- he, uh, intel. The movie says well, so. recon <laughs> He said stalking, picking, and I agree. Picking up intel. <laughs> a little recon, you know? But then he goes around and gets the recon. He talks to everybody. What do you know about her? What can I learn about her? She's American. She maybe has a boyfriend back in New York. She kicks ass. She's on another level. Men die at her feet. <clears throat> she has battle scars. She works for Amazon. <laughs> I believe that last one. <laughs> Men die at her feet. That's a weird thing to say. What does yeah. that even mean? She's a man-eater. Oh, <laughs> here she comes. Cute, but... Watch out, boy. But I don't even... Does you that mean that she's so pretty, like, men die... Like, well, I mean, she does just pretty much pick up every guy that's around, know, it's so... Just, it's just weird. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't know. She is a very um, attractive young lady. Men would find her uh, pleasantly to look at the eyes and stuff. I don't think she is, but okay. You don't think so? No. I would have dated her if I was 22. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Tony's like, yep. <laughs> I was 42. Well, see, we got a we got a real Justin Long situation here because I can't 
I don't think she's attractive. <laughs> okay. All right. So Julie says, Scott, no. No, you, you're not doing this. Stop it. You're dating knives. And uh, Stephen comes up and puts his arm around Julie, and he's like, look, he's done with his morning period over Envy. He's dating a high schooler. And Julie's like, dating a high schooler is the morning period. I don't disagree with that statement. <laughs> not at all. Julie says, forget about Ramona Flowers. Scott messes things up with all the girls, and she's too cool and too good for him to mess with. And that night, Wallace comes home drunk, and Scott tells him about Ramona. He thinks she might be the girl of his dreams. Quite the question, literally. question is, do you think Scott Pilgrim's cute? No. Because <laughs> he seems to be picking up all these women, too. And I'm just like, really? I can see him picking up a high school girl because yeah. he's in a band. Yeah. She's in a high school. He thinks she's really cool. That's true. Being in, despite this, being in a band is uh, adds, you get you adds attractive points. It's yeah. like having lots of money, they say. I yeah. would say that I don't find him attractive in the slightest. He's, he's very... In a band. I don't care about that. I don't like live music, so this is actually puts you in the minus column for me. Wow. Um, he's. But he slaps the bass. He's kind ding, of ding, ding, funny ding. looking, but he's not just funny looking. He's also really skinny, yeah. which I'm very opposed to. Actually, <laughs> I he's just, just he just is kind of weird to me. I can see why he would be attracted to he, girls in high school. But he's not manly. There's nothing manly no, about No, no, he's very skinny. <laughs> I can see why. I can see that people, there probably are people that are attracted to him. And that's fine. I think he kind of looks like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> wow. All right. Stop talking. But, you, but he kind of. Like, you're being really mean me. now. It's not for me. He kind okay, of we got comes that, but, off. But he, he smells like cheese. nice to you and sweet. Yes, and but there are people that like guys that are nice. I don't like guys that go are again. nice. Stop right. being mean to him. But guys no, that are what? Nice. I don't find him nice? attractive She at said all. you're not nice. That's what I heard. Yeah. That's what I just heard is that I'm yeah. not nice. There's plenty of... I, I, if someone said they saw he was attractive, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But not for me. But you don't like guys that are nice. I'm, can we come back to that for a minute? <laughs> no. Well, actually, he's not nice. He's an asshole. So. Yeah, a little bit. Really, yeah. and, that, and thus, that's the problem all women have. <laughs> they think they've found the nice guy. Hey, I, I preach it all the time, but I get yelled at. So... <laughs> Hold up a second. So you think you found the nice guy and he's the asshole? You know, what the fuck do you mean by that? Oh, goodness. Goodness, goodness. All right. I mean that even the nice ones a lot of times turn out to be assholes. Because most of the time, you're not the exception. You're the rule. (laughs) All right. So Wallace comes home drunk and Scott tells him about Ramona. He thinks she's a girl of his dreams. And Wallace is like, hey... If you if you think you're gonna go after this girl, you gotta break up with knives. Yeah. Your fake high school girlfriend. And he passes out, and Scott doesn't catch what he said. Doesn't matter though, because Wallace can talk to Scott's sister while he's unconscious. <laughs> and she immediately calls him and is like, "Dude, you can't juggle two girls. You shouldn't cheat, and you need to break it off with knives." She's like, "You of all people know what it feels like to be cheated on. It's not right." In the morning, Scott orders something from Amazon, hoping he'll get to see Ramona. And he sits down in front of the door. Like a creepy. (laughs) Creepy. (laughs) But before he does that, he sees he has an email. Wallace is like, oh, what a wonder these computers are. (laughs) Yeah, he did make a big deal. It's like, what year is this? And then he reads it, and he reads us snippets, and and then he goes, this is boring. And and I'm like, what? That is not boring. (laughs) Matthew Patel, we're going to be fighting soon. Blah blah, mono e mono, seven evil, blah blah, duel to the death. 
Yeah, this is boring. I need to leave. <laughs> it did not seem boring to me. <laughs> and then he like waits by the door. Talk. Wallace is like, dude, it's the weekend. Your package is not going to be here. <laughs> but then the um, the doorbell rings, and he's like, ha, ha, ha. But it's, it's nice. It's not his package. Attack hug. Attack hug. She w- he was supposed to meet her half an hour ago. And he's <sighs> like, oh, of course I didn't forget. And but, they hang But you out. weren't there, motherfucker. I could go for an attack hug every day when I get home. <laughs> Excuse me. The dog, the dog attack, <laughs> attack hugs you every time and he you does. yell at him. Which is why I could always go for it. <laughs> they hang out, but Scott just isn't feeling it. And uh, she goes to watch the band practice again. And Steven announces he got them a gig. Wednesday at the Toronto International Battle of the Bands. And Nas is so excited for them. is going to do everything she can to get there. Scott goes to pee and comes out of the bathroom into a school hallway. Ramona rollerblades past him again, and he chases her. Seeing that she's approached his front door, he wakes up and runs to answer it. And he asks her out and says that he had a dream that she was delivering the package right now. And isn't that weird? And she's like, nope, not weird at all. I use shortcuts in your brain to deliver packages. Which was weird. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? This is her saying anything she can to get him to sign for this package. It doesn't matter. No, well, no. In this movie, I think that she's serious. That she uses That'd shortcuts in his brain to deliver packages. And I'm like, what? And what I'm with assuming the that's something from the graphic novel that I didn't read. Maybe. So. I don't know. I mean, there's some weird shit in the movie. There's lots of weird shit. Like, a couple of his dream sequences out of the middle of nowhere to nowhere. Like, what happened here? <laughs> But anyway, the coolest part of this scene is that he signs the package and throws it over his shoulder. Into the trash. He doesn't yeah. care about the package. <laughs> Di- didn't make it in one take. Several takes. Several takes. But yeah. Lots of them. 30-something. And uh, she's like, he's like, but we should hang out. And she's like, if I agree, will you sign for the package? So, 8 o'clock tonight. And then she showed out. up. <laughs> and uh, they have a weird walking around and talking about vague things date. And then they go back to her house. And uh, she's going to make them tea, and they kiss. A big heart appears behind them, and little hearts flow all over the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Then they get into bed and make out, but she doesn't want to have sex. They just kiss and sleep. No, she stops and says, I've changed my mind. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's so mean. And then she said she might change it back later, but... She reserves the right. Yeah. But, I mean, it goes right along with your... She said no. She said no. And what a gentleman. <laughs> and what does a gentleman do? Okay. Wait till she no. goes to sleep. No. <laughs> what? What I say? If she's asleep, that means no. Oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> he I respects say? her wishes, says, okay, I sit there. I'm just going to sit here and stare at you while you sleep, though. It's like, this is good. That's not creepy. Okay. She invited him to sleep. I, he is creepy. I mean, no doubt. <laughs> she invited him to sleep there. It is his right now to watch her sleep. <laughs> No, she didn't invite him to stay awake there. She said, let's go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, you need to know if you invite someone to sleep in your bed, you're obviously giving them the right to stay awake and stare at you while Especially you sleep. After you get How them all often do you up. stay awake and stare at me while I sleep? Oh, only nice guys do that. that. <laughs> Let me ask my lawyer. <laughs> hey, Tony, how often do you stay awake oh, and stare at Carly while she's I'm not for you. Uh, you don't have to answer <laughs> He hopes he's asleep before me. Sometimes <laughs> Chael will stare at us while we sleep. <clears throat> if it's like 5, 5.30, he'll come and stare at me and kind of poke me with his nose because he has to go pee. <laughs> the next morning, he's like, can we continue to hang out? I don't want this to be a one-night stand. I didn't even get any. That yeah, was a joke. 
<laughs> it's a great joke, though. That's a charming joke. <laughs> he gets her number and invites her to the Battle of the Bands. Yes, and it, on the bottom it says Ramon with the number, then XXXX. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven X's. Seven X's. So she comes seven to the kisses. Battle of the Bands that night. I have to tell you something. You the X's, The X's aren't kisses. Those are hugs. The oh, O's right? are kisses, and the X's are hugs. Because when you hug someone, you cross your arms, and the O's are the The O of your mouth. Everybody always thinks it's the other way. Like, well, how do we know you're right? Google it. When it was the origin, (laughs) the origin of the hugs and kisses, the O was kisses, and the X meant hugs. Hmm. And people think it's the other way around now. So I guess maybe it is now because things evolve. Because things evolve. Because That's, people are stupid. If you're stupid you're, long enough, they'll change it. Yeah. You know, it's like ironic. ironic. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but. Don't you think? Actually, the X's like a are coincidence. hugs and the O's are the kisses. <laughs> when I learned that, I thought that was really interesting and I'm going to educate every person on the world. So friends, do me that. a favor. Tell three friends to listen to this podcast and about the X's and O's thing. Yeah. Now we know. So uh, he kind of stands awkwardly when she approaches him at the Battle of the Bands, and his sister's like, hey, I'm a sister, this is Wallace, this is my boyfriend, this is Knives, and uh, Knives jumps up and kisses Scott excitedly. And, is that uh, their first kiss? Yes. I think so. Because he said they hadn't even held hands <clears throat> yet at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. They do hold hands on that first date yeah. we see. Yeah. Oh, like, I don't know. You count that as a first kiss? I don't count that as a first kiss. If your lips touch for more than a second, That's it good. is a kiss. Uh, if it, would you classify that as a kiss? Yes. So if it, that's but the that, first, that's ki- not your first kiss, though. That's not that no. Count like that. But if you shared a kiss and you had not previously shared any kisses at all, then that would make that kiss a first kiss. I guess. I'm so sorry, lawyer. Screen, maybe they had another kiss. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's not their first kiss. Four knives and last kiss. Wait, Four knives. They've had more than three dates, right? So they should have already had the first kiss. I hope. Well, I don't yeah, know. It seemed like know. they'd been dating for a while. They're but dating, but they never did anything. So yeah. it's like, what? Well, she's yeah. only 17. She's only 17. <laughs> why are you dating <laughs> I don't know. Is it, we- is it creepier if he dates a 17-year-old and makes out with her all the time and is having sex with her? Or if they're very, like, chaste they're and platonic? Just, like, hanging out. I don't know. They're both Which creepy. one is creepier? <laughs> Yes. All and the right. good bad scale. Which one's good and which one's bad? But she has know. chopped her hair off. And she's like, do you like it? And he's like, I gotta go. Because he's all uncomfortable. I think he forgot Knives was coming. <laughs> I liked her hair better long, by the way. Just putting it out there. <laughs> I liked it better long, too. Longer hair is better. Mm-hmm. That tends to be what guys think. Mm-hmm. All right. So Steven starts freaking out about playing and how much they suck, and Scott's freaking about freaking out about his sister initiating a conversation with Ramona and Knives. Scott's like, we need to play. We need to play right now. We need to play loud. Kim! <laughs> One, two, three, four! We're sex bomb And this distracts Knives, and she faints in her excitement. This is where I wrote down, sex bomb is the worst band name ever. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 <sighs> I think it is. No. It's terrible. No, you're right. It's not the worst ever, but it's pretty bad. Mm. But uh, Ramona seems like she's kind of into the music. Nice is passed out. And b- my grandmother b- stole my wheelchair. Ends, Matthew Patel comes flying into the building through the wall above the balcony section. 
And uh, he yells to Scott that he can consider their fight to have begun. And Scott's like, what? (laughs) And he's like, I don't understand. What did I do? (laughs) As Matthew's flying toward him into attack, Wallace yells, fight! And this knocks some sense into Scott, and he throws his base to young Neil, powers up his fist, and meets the attack with one of his own. They fight. And also, Mortal Kombat style. That was not Street Mortal Kombat style. Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Eh, not really. No Hadoukens. He seems to be a pretty good fighter, which is weird considering his twig-like arms. <laughs> <laughs> this is the same problem that I have with women <clears throat> in action movies, is you just realistically can't take that punch. <laughs> Yeah, I don't care, Angelina Jolie. You would break like a twig. Yeah, there's a Salt. mass problem. Oops. Yeah. Yes. There, there, or Charlize Theron. Yeah. I don't buy you as a tough guy. But on the flip side I of that... I know you weigh a buck 15. <laughs> well, on the flip side of that movie, Haywire, with Gina Carano, when she leg kicks Chain of Tainting, you're like, I bet that really hurt because she got into that yes. and he fell. <laughs> but in the Fast and the Furious movies, when Gina Carano and Michelle Rodriguez have a fight, you're like, how in the fuck did Michelle Rodriguez win that <laughs> fucking fight? And then she fought fought Ronda Rousey. She was on a hell of a streak, too. (laughs) Undefeated. She was on a hell of a streak of making sure her punches didn't accidentally land. It really bothers me. Apparently, part of the inspiration for the story in the graphic novel was what about people who grew up playing fighting games like this if they just suddenly had the power to fight? Yes, which is... Which, oh, anyway, you're not supposed to believe that he's a fighter. No, it's just but, a crazy But thing. like you said with the reviews, a lot of people criticized him. And I yeah. think, like, this is something that I have a problem with. Because I'm just like, when I see his very ineffectual punch, I'm like, oh, man, that just looks terrible. <laughs> it's just a video game pack. But it, I've enjoyed all of the fight scenes. Oh, they're, fun. they're all fun and good. And it's fine. But Everyone, there's a small part of my brain that goes, Everyone's watching the fight, and Scott's asking questions about why they're fighting and who is this guy. He's Ramona's first evil ex-boyfriend. And uh, didn't Scott get the email? He's like, I skimmed it. (laughs) Which seemed to really upset him. Mm -hmm. Scott starts to lose a little, and Wallace steps in again, heckling, what's with this guy's outfit? Is he a pirate? And Scott's like, are you a pirate? (laughs) And he goes, hey, pirates are in. (laughs) He's like, Ramona, what did you see in this guy? I guess it was a... I look like a pirate. But I don't want to be a pirate. Pirates of the Caribbean era. Maybe. See, then it was cool, but when Seinfeld had the puffy shirt... She says she was in the seventh grade, and we get a little comic graphic novel style flashback about how she and Matt had teamed up to beat all the jocks. Only lasted a couple weeks, and they only kissed once, but she liked his mystical powers. He's like, wait, what? Mystical powers? Mystical powers? Yeah, and again, I'm like, I, I guess the I guess boyfriend and girlfriend is very loose in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I kissed her once, so we're boyfriend All and right. girlfriend. Pirates of the Caribbean came really? out Why in 2003. Almost? Okay. So what is this? 2010. Oh, wow. This would have been like on Stranger's So this is, though. that came out in 2011, so pirates were not in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. sorry, okay. Matthew Patel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great, not in. Great, might be in Canada. Now, right now we ooh. have to show off the mystical powers. This was the first oh, one I was like, about how Canada Carly like likes this song. movie? <laughs> <laughs> what I said, this is the first time I looked at it. It was like, Carly likes this movie? Because now we're seeing the mystical powers. Oh. In our Bollywood-style fighting mystical powers dance. There was, there was <laughs> like a time like in the movie I was like, Carly likes this movie. <laughs> 
She likes a dance number. What he sings about. Who does Actually, it? this movie is formatted like a musical, but instead of singing, they do fights where you would do songs in a musical. Mm. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm. So he starts to sing about his fireballs and his demon hipster chicks. Scott throws a symbol at him and it messes him up enough that he can jump and give him a KO. KO, and then he explodes into coins. Yeah. But only 240, that's not even enough for the bus. <laughs> Which it looked like he got a thousand points, but he only got $2.40 in coins? Yeah. No, it wasn't that hard to do. And there were like silver, so what was it, all nickels? <laughs> well, it's Canadian money, right? So who knows? Oh, that's it's true. a loony and a toonie. <laughs> oh, you're right. I don't know. I don't. Well, they have nickels. <laughs> well, what's fun about it is that Ramona says I'll loan you 35 cent cents. Yeah. So they have she, beavers on. He has $2.75 yeah. with that, which was enough for the bus mm-hmm. when this movie was made. <laughs> the bus may be more than that now. Yeah. The Sex with Bombs win the Battle of the Bands. I mean, it's kind of a mess in there but they win <laughs> well i think because there was an awesome fight in the middle of their yeah. set so everyone doesn't really care and they're confused about what just happened and knives wakes up and is happy to hear they won but scott's gone and pretty much everybody's leaving <laughs> on the bus ride back scott asks ramona what the heck dude and she's like well you might have to defeat my seven evil exes he's like i have Not- to fight your seven ex-boyfriends she's like defeat seven exits <laughs> but also who was that chick you were kissing <laughs> yeah I right thought she was your girlfriend she's like if you want to continue to date me she doesn't ever say anything i know that's well they're not a thing yet mm-hmm. he doesn't seem too bothered by uh having to defeat her exes because if they're dating then that means they can make out mm. and he's a little more focused on that and she's like sure yeah the next morning, Scott arrives home to share the news that he got to second base last night. And he has invited Ramona over for dinner. He wants Wallace to make himself scarce, and Wallace is like, I'll do that. One condition. you got to break up with knives today. Today. And Scott's like, but I don't want to. It's going to be hard. And he's like, it's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's not an excuse. You go take care of that, and I'm going to watch this Lucas Lee marathon until you get back. Lucas Lee is played by Chris Evans. Welcome back to the podcast. From the losers and playing it cool. It's my art. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a book. It's my art. <laughs> Love and the time caller. Scott calls knives from a payphone, and she's like, "Hey, are you wearing a blue jacket?" And he's like, "Are you psychic?" <laughs> no, like, she's just she's right, there. right there. Yeah. She's like, "No, it's 2010, and I have a cell phone." <laughs> Dumbass. Why are you using a payphone? <laughs> like, how, how did how you are find you using this? A <laughs> yeah. But uh, she sees the clash of the demon head is coming and wants him to take her to the show. He's like, no, that's not going to happen. I would not want to go see my ex playing a band, like, ever. With your two girlfriends? Yeah. Well, maybe with one. <laughs> But with my two girlfriends, I'd rather get in the nuts with a sledgehammer. If both your girlfriends knew about each other and was okay with it, would you then take your two girlfriends to go see your ex-girlfriend? Like a sister-wife situation? <laughs> yes, no, no, it's like a polyamorous relationship sort of situation. I still wouldn't want to go because I want to go see my ex-girlfriend do anything. All right, I'm just checking. Like, you wouldn't... You Would you win the breakup if you got two new girlfriends? I don't worry about winning the breakup. I don't know. She's a millionaire... In a rock band, I don't know. Um, Who's dating Chris true. Evans? She did get famous. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> She's not dating uh, uh, Brandon Roth, yeah. <laughs> She's dating Superman. Spoilers. 
<laughs> like that's quite a step up from you. He's pretty much better than everybody. <laughs> He's super. But we'll get to that. So Nas invites him to her birthday dinner to meet her parents. And he's like, that's not a good idea. I'm too old for you. And she's like, and I'm not Chinese. And he's like, she's like, I don't care. My oh, dad's he says, can you even mom. date outside of your race? I was yeah, like, oh. Yeah, that oh. was not okay. Just like, a little bit I was of, like, uh, what? Like in 2010, that's not okay. Yeah. A little bit of racy racism in here. Racy racism? A little racy yeah. racism. I was like. Mm, what? <laughs> that that really took me out of the movie for a minute because I was like, that doesn't seem like something that was okay. He was my least favorite character for this whole scene. Well, Scott, yeah, that's not surprising. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he was your least favorite character for this whole movie. <laughs> the whole movie's not over yet. <laughs> um, so she's like, I don't care. I'm in love, and he's like, I think we should break up on her birthday. Yeah, on her birthday. That's fucked up. And then John goes, I says, you broke up up with her on her birthday. That's fucked up. And John goes, well, then you don't have to buy her presents. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) See, earlier where I might be an ass. (laughs) 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 Anybody ever been broken up with on their birthday? Um, On my birthday? No. Me neither. I got got Valentine's Day once, though. Wow. That was tough. Uh, Even though you're doing that under the... No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. And then, so, here's a little inside scoop for our listeners. The day that we are filming this, tomorrow is my actual birthday. Dude. And we watched this movie a couple Spoiler. days. Well, they don't know when my birthday is. And, um, well, they don't know when we're recording this. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you just told for, them nothing. For all they know, this is we recorded back in January. Um, it's my birthday. So, John and I are sitting there, and he, he says that thing about, I don't, you don't have to buy presents. And I look at him, and he goes... That's an idea. <laughs> because, because my birthday is in two days. And I said, you've already bought my presents. What are you going to do? Return them? And he goes, how do you know I bought you presents? And I said, because remember that day a bunch of packages came in and I started looking at them and you grabbed them and ran out of the room? <laughs> and I, said, I hope they're your birthday presents. <laughs> and I said in a very calm voice, those were socks. <laughs> and then it. I said... Well, that could be true because you've been buying some weird stuff on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a little little inside tangent for our listeners. I hope you enjoyed that, Ben and Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> that story's dog trash. Oh, so Knives is pretty devastated. Well. And he's kind of sad, too, as he rides the bus to band practice. But by the time he gets there, he's happy again because he started thinking about Ramona. Yep. His bandmates do not seem happy about this breakup and they don't want to hear about it. <laughs> he's like maybe I'll introduce you to my new new girlfriend next and Steven's like no no more girlfriend talk at practice we're up for a sudden death round at the battle of the bands and they start to practice but the doorbell rings and it's Ramona <laughs> and her hair is blue now not pink and it totally throws him off as if he can't deal with the fact that she changed her shit. hair yeah. she asks him how they all met and is told that they all went to high school together and Kim's like, I actually even dated him in high school. And she's like, you got any stories about him? She's like, he's an idiot. <laughs> <clears throat> and Scott's like, all right, time for us to go. And Steven's like, what about practice? Neil knows my part. And he shuts the door. All right. Young Neil. <laughs> so back in his place, Scott can't uh, let it go that she changed her hair. He's fixating on it. He's like, she's fickle, impulsive. What is? What am I going to do? And Wallace is like, man up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, look, I gotta go. And uh, 
call, come find me at the castle if you strike out in the next hour. He's like, if I strike out? Okay, when you strike out, I'll see you in an hour. <laughs> Fifteen minutes later, they're sitting on the floor eating garlic bread, which is Scott's favorite food. He could eat it all the time. She's like... Great date food. You get mm. fat. And he's like, I get fat? What does that mean? She's like... Bread, bread makes, makes you fat. fat. <laughs> and he looks shocked by this information. <laughs> Thirty minutes into the date, we see that he wrote a song for her, and he plays it. <laughs> I was, like, right. I, I was like, I was like, I hate date movies where they write a song for the girl because it's always two lines and it's terrible. It's mm-hmm. always the girl's name and then one line and then it's over. I, I like the song that Adam Sandler writes for uh, Drew Barrymore in Fifty First Dates, though. Forgetful Lucy I don't remember is, it. Get it? is funny. No. Um, <clears throat> I get it. It's real good. That was great, Tony. I prefer a plus same plus. two characters. Growing old with you. Okay. Yeah, that's a Wedding pretty singer. good one. That, that was a pretty good one too. Mm-hmm. But usually um, it's kind of like this. Usually. It's like that. <laughs> also, if I'm on my second date, question mark, are these official dates? Whatever. Second time seeing a dude and he's already written a song, I think we need to see other people. <laughs> you got there's a stage five clinger. Yeah. That's a little I mean, I appreciate romance as much as the next girl, but you gotta but then, parcel that out in small, less creepy bits. But then when you hear the song, you you might change your mind because it's Elaine it's terrible. on no. my mind and that's it. No, because <laughs> maybe then, four chords. Because not only are you so creepy you already wrote me a song, but it's not a good song. We didn't song. really write you a song. But it's not a good song, so am I supposed to pretend it's a good song? Well, so I'm creeped out and lying to you? I like her response. Like, I like to hear it when it's finished. Yeah. <laughs> I like to point out if anybody hears heavy breathing, it's none of us. The dog is in here now. What dog? And he's dog. like finished he seemed to Our think fifth it was member finished. Chael. Chael, the one sometimes when you hear that loud noise that sounds like somebody scratching at the door it's Chael. <laughs> we let him in today want to say like, something Chael? he's like everybody keeps saying my name he looks really happy though because tony's scratching his head okay all right so 45 minutes into the date they're kissing and she comments on about how <clears throat> his hair is shaggy and he kind of freaks out I just want to say, if you want to know what Shell looks like, you should go to our Instagram <laughs> under Appreciated Movie Dogs. True. All our dogs are on there. That's yeah, right. he gets really weirded out by her haircut thing. Yeah, he, she's like, your hair is shaggy. And he's like, oh, my hair. And uh, apparently the last time he went and got a haircut was exactly 431 days ago, three hours before his ex dumped him. And he's been cutting his own hair ever since. Which... Okay. So why doesn't he just cut his own hair if it's looking shaggy? So he was about to hop on the good foot and do the bad thing. She mentions his hair, and he's like, let's go for a walk. He freaks out. He's what you call an idiot. <laughs> well, that's true. I don't know. When people make comments about your personal appearance, it can really upset you. Especially if it's, it's what you're self-conscious about. If you're mid-coitus, wouldn't bother me. Well, they no. weren't mid-coitus. They, they weren't mid-coitus. They were pre-coitus. <laughs> pre-coitus. They were in the coital area. Aren't they kind of all pre-coitus. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like unless you're having coitus, you're always pre or post. Well, he was a lot closer to the pre than he was the post. <laughs> All right, well. All right. So she says she likes shaggy hair, but he puts a hat on, and he's like, we should go for a walk. And she's like, did you ask me to go for a walk just so you could put that hat on? And he's like, no. No, I just like to walk. He's like, yes, totes my goats. And uh, he leads them to the castle where the Lucas Lee movie is currently being filmed. They join Wallace to watch the filming, and Ramona's like, oh, no, we need to leave, because uh, that's one of my exes. Lucas Lee. From the Played ninth by. grade. Mm-hmm. So in this movie, 
This guy fights Captain America. Yeah. And his ex is He's Captain, Captain Marvel. America in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. No, but Michael Sarah <laughs> defeated Captain America and at one point, as I'm going to assume, had sex with Captain Marvel. Yeah. He's not doing bad. No. And then he also um, was, is, is very pre-coital Lucy <laughs> McLean. So. <laughs> Who we all know John would hit. I guess. So I think what we need to get this guy is Sam Jackson's wallet. This is bad motherfucker. <laughs> and a purple lightsaber. And a purple lightsaber, yeah. So they think he's doing a scene, threatening to beat somebody's ass, but he's talking to Scott. It's like the only thing, <laughs> the only thing keeping her from me is the two minutes it's going to take to kick your ass or something like that. And Scott's like, can I get his autograph? <laughs> he's famous and he's talking to me. Even after he punches him, he's like, he's famous. <laughs> Lucas Lee spins him around and throws him up to the side of the castle. And as Scott lands and shakes himself, Wallace reminds him that he has to fight the evil exes. <laughs> and now Scott's ready to fight. He finds himself up against all the body doubles. That stun doubles, which was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I was really laughing. <laughs> cracking Chris up. Evans' stunt team. For real. <laughs> But only one of them looks like Chris Evans. Or even, well, not that he looks like Chris Evans, but only one of them looks even remotely close, which is really funny. And John kept pointing out when um, Michael Sarah's stunt double was in the shots. (laughs) Like, you'll see him throw a punch, and then you'll see a stunt double throw a punch. Nine day. (laughs) (laughs) So we see that he holds his own for a little while, but then he ends up on the ground being kicked by, like, six dudes. And Lucas Lee is like, I'm going to get some coffee. And as he takes a sip, Scott calls for him. He's standing in the middle of all the doubles are on the ground. Mr. Lee, you're needed back on set. Good line. Really good. And he jump kicks Scott and says he should prepare to feel the wrath of the League of Evil Exes. Scott's like, what? A League? (laughs) Seven evil exes coming to kill him, controlling the future of Ramona's love life. You don't know? Nope. Oh, well, never mind then. Don't worry about it. Want to get a beer? (laughs) Yeah, punch in the face. Scott's (laughs) like, all right, so you're a good actor, but are you a good skater? He's like, of course I am. I have my own brand. He's like, can you do a thingy on that rail thingy? You mean a a grind? It's called a grind, bro. Can you do It's like one of my favorite scenes. Grindy thingy? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, there's like 200 steps and the rails are garbage. Well, if it's too hardcore. Like, you think you can egg me into doing this? He's like, there's girls, girls watching. watching. Oh. <laughs> was so, oh, my God, it was so funny. Get my board. Yeah, Wallace appears next to him with the board. He's like, big fan. <laughs> yes. Why wouldn't you be? <laughs> and Lucas Lee does an awesome job all the way down the rails. Yeah, but he gets it like, he goes up to like 300 miles an hour and then explodes. Kilometers. Those yeah. are kilometers, dear. I think it says MPH. No, it said KM. It doesn't matter. It's really fast. And he explodes when he gets to the bottom. (laughs) 2,000 points. That's a wrap. Bunch of coins. I think he just got there was nowhere to go. (laughs) And just into the ground or the wall or whatever. From the window to the wall. (laughs) Where's Ramona? She bailed. Why? Yeah, that's that's fucked up. If you're fighting uh, Chris Evans here to the death and your girlfriend leaves you. Well, maybe she just didn't want to watch another man die. Yeah. The next day, Scott tries to call her, but she doesn't answer. Why? <laughs> we don't know. Wallace says that he should have seen it coming. 
Because under where she wrote a number, there's seven X's. What do you think they were? There's seven deadly X's. They're not kisses. <laughs> As we all know. They're hugs. They're hugs. <laughs> Don't get her back started again. <laughs> Come on, that's uh, a great tangent. Why does it have that to be so complicated tangent. and difficult? And Wallace is like, look, if she's really the girl of your dreams, then you're going to have to tell her, and you're going to have to overcome any and all obstacles in the way of being with her. And he's like, you're going to have to use the L word. Lesbian? Lesbians? <laughs> no, it's just lesbian, and he goes the other L word, and he goes lesbians. <laughs> I love that Wallace is the mentor. <laughs> He's like, no, <clears throat> love, I'm not trying to trick you. <laughs> I'm not trying to trick you. Also, make it work, because I need you to move out. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to kick you out. <laughs> then the phone rings, fingers crossed, it's Ramona, but no, it's Envy. It's been a long time. Does he have a girlfriend? Should she be jealous? He's rattled. The phone rings again and Wallace answers. It's nice. She's at the door. Is Scott there? Scott uh, is there. <laughs> he but jumps out of the window. He jumps out the window. The so window right by the door. <laughs> just missed it. I laughed so hard. It was so funny. It's just one of those like old-timey physical comedy things. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you it's clearly so, saw so him when the door and he just jumps out. And, it's like, <laughs> and then he reaches in and grabs his coat. And while oh, leans so in so he can't see his arm. <laughs> oh, God, it was so funny. Oh. So then Scott walks down the street thinking about the seven deadly exes and Envy and the band and all this stuff he has going on. And he gets attacked by someone moving in black smoke. It's a girl and Scott is confused. He's not in the mood. Can she come back later? (laughs) And she's like, you better be ready because you're not going to see me when I come back later. I'm going to be deadly serious. And he's like, what? (laughs) And she just poofs. She's like, later. Later, nerd. Scott calls his sister. He wants to talk to her and likely get some free coffee. Because, you know, he's broke. <laughs> but his sister bails, and he's confronted by Julie at the coffee shop. He's like, do you work everywhere? <laughs> Call <They're> jobs. <laughs> Maybe you should get one. Does he work yeah. anywhere? Yeah. No, he's between jobs. <laughs> but still orders a coffee. And, and didn't collect the coins from when coins. Chris Evan died. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're broke, I would be collecting every that one of those true. Canadian nickels. <laughs> And uh, Julie's pissed that he asked Ramona out. He needs to stop messing with girls. Speaking of which, I heard the girl who messed with you is back in Toronto. And he's like, I'm just going to go wait for my coffee. (laughs) And who's there? It's Ramona. And she's like, I'm sorry I disappeared. I understand if you don't want to hang out anymore. And he's like, no, I do want to hang out. I don't think there's anything that could make me not want to hang out with you. But who's behind her? Envy. And Ramona backs off so they can kind of chat a little bit. And she's like, okay, I'm jealous. He's like, why are you jealous? You're the one that left me for some other dude. And uh, she's like, you should come to the show. And he's like, no, I'm putting you on the list. Which I like how he's just like, no, I don't. Obviously, she dumped him and he was really in love with her. Mm -hmm. But he's not like the sad sack dude who's like wants to get back with her. He's clearly... I mean, maybe if he was still with knives. But he's clearly moved on, and he's like, no. No, I don't want anything to do with you. Please go away. And she's like, no, you're going to have something to do with me. I do like that about this. <laughs> when they leave the coffee shop, Ramona and Scott talk about how much it sucks to have their past come back and haunt them. And we moved to Montreal to be closer to her best friend Todd, and they got together. Ramona's like, I dated a Todd once. Didn't end well either. 
And then she's like, we should just think about better things, like how warm her place is. Then we cut to Scott waking up in bed, uh, or in bed. And <laughs> I think now we're post-coral. <laughs> well, no, because the dude says, you didn't sleep with her? <laughs> and uh, that's other Scott. Oh, yeah, and that's right. He's like, what are you, gay? Oh, yeah, that's right. He's like, I couldn't stop thinking about envy. And Wallace is like, look, dude, you got to let it go. They're like, just because she's just because Envy's back in town doesn't mean it's not over. He's like, Scott goes, you know what? I will think about her no more. But then at band practice, Stephen has some distressing news. Envy wants him to open for her band's secret show. <laughs> for the band. Do it for the band, Scott. Do it for the band. For the band, man. Stephen's like, all right. Or Scott's like, fine, I'll do it. They need buzz. They need stalkers. We walk by the window and we see that Knives is outside of the window looking in. She is a stalker. <laughs> Stage five clinger. <laughs> yeah, well. Scott rests his head on Ramona's shoulder. He's like, what you would you do? So. Yeah. And she's like, look, we're grown-ups. It'll be awkward, but it's you, you do the show. Your band needs the, you know, your band needs it. It's a gig. There's your great line here. Can't Big we gig. do our own secret shows? And Kim says, all our shows are secret shows. <laughs> that was a good line. It really made me laugh. And Knives sees that Scott is with the badass hipster chick and freaks out. Going to the store to buy some hair dye. She laments to her friend about how she didn't even know there was good music until like two months ago. This girl's probably 25. She's like, I gotta get my Scott back. And she's like, how are you gonna do that? <laughs> she texts Neil and tells him how hot he is. That night at the secret show... That doesn't work. They <laughs> do not no. rock the house. And Steven asks Ramona to level with him. Do they suck? And she says, I don't know, do you? <laughs> Which is not positive feedback in any shape or form. Knife no. says hi to Ramona in the bathroom and is a little creepy because she looks like she tried to become Ramona. <laughs> I do like her hair, though. I do, too. I like Knives' hair way better than Ramona's this whole movie, too. <laughs> There's something about that haircut with the two long pieces in front mm-hmm. that I really think is hideous. <laughs> it just bothers me. Like, like it's not even like a graduate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, just these the two, two long, like... <sighs> I was not into that trend. It was very early 2000s, though. When they come back from the bathroom, Knives hugs young Neil and the band is weirded out. Ramona's like, what's up with that girl? How old is she? And Scott's like, ah. Gotta pee. <laughs> There's a no, roulette wheel in his head. <clears throat> Not a roulette wheel. It's a decision wheel. Yeah. A decision wheel, whatever. And in the trivia, it tells you all the different things that were on the wheel, and it was really funny. Because it, it was between I gotta pee and like who's who her? That, or yeah. Who's her? Yeah. What, so it went between them, and he said, I gotta pee on her. <laughs> <laughs> so you ruined cute. the funny line. When, when Evie's band comes out, Scott tells Ramona that the dude on the base is Todd and she's like I know that's Todd <laughs> oh no Todd is Brandon Ralph S- yep Superman welcome back or the Adam <laughs> if you will he's currently uh, starring on a great show called the Legends of Tomorrow where he plays the Adam if you get a chance friends check that out he's on the great. CW he's just great I really enjoy him he's a cross between Iron Man and Ant-Man He's right. great on that show. He's great in Superman, as we've previously discussed. And he's pretty great in this. And I just think he's great. All right, so after the show, Envy yeah, invites too nice. the sex bombs. He does seem like he's a nice dude. Yeah, he's too nice for you. backstage. You like assholes. 
I only like the one, though. Nas asked Neil how they know Envy, and he's like, Scott dated her. That seems to be the answer of how they know every chick yeah, in, every movie. Girl in the movie. <laughs> he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who'd be dating all the girls, yeah, but that's hey, maybe weird. I'm wrong. You know what? You often find out, though, you're, I'm often shocked by, what? You dated who? <laughs> or, what? You're dating who? Wait, wait, what? What? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people, people's taste is very people. varied. And people like all kinds of people. People who so, need people. That's one of the wonderful things about people. <laughs> right. That there's something that, somebody out there for everyone. See, where my, you know, I don't worry about who's dating anybody because I just don't give a shit. <laughs> well, all right. Backstage is super tense and awkward. Envy's insulting Ramona. Todd's being terse and keeps eyeballing him. Knives can't read the room and is kind of fangirling all over Envy. When she stands up excitedly and says, I've kissed the lips that kissed you. Envy gives Todd a look and he punches Knives in the face. <laughs> he punches the highlights right out of her hair. Yeah, that was messed up. She's <laughs> He's like, yeah, I hit a girl. Yeah. I mean, star. <laughs> those highlights looked really nice and he just punched them right out. I know, she, she worked hard for those. He punched her highlights out. <laughs> it's not easy to make black hair blue. <laughs> I appreciate the pun there, too. That's pretty good. Scott challenges Todd, but he can't get to him because of Todd's special vegan powers. <laughs> Being Amazing. vegan just makes him better than everybody. Vegans have psychic powers. Because most people's brains are 90% full of curds and whey. <laughs> Which was really funny. Also, I'm going to just take a minute well, to talk about um, Todd's hair <laughs> and his frosted tips. And he goes Super Saiyan. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> that is. I don't even know if it's frosted tips. It's, it's frosted like they everything. bleached all his hair and, the and then it grew out. Well, it grew <laughs> you, but he's got like the black roots, so it grew mm-hmm. out a little bit. Yep. Terrible. Look terrible. And Scott's like, what? What did? What's the deal with him? And she's like, do we have to get into this right now? And he's like, if it'll give me an edge in this fight, yes. She's like, she was only with Lucas until Todd walked by. They hated on everything. He punched a hole in the moon for her. And a week and a half later, his dad sent him to Vegan Academy, and she dumped him. And Scott's like, he doesn't seem to take stand any chance. So he initiates a base battle. And he's losing. He loses the base battle. (laughs) (laughs) And he ends up crashing into a table set up for coffee. He offers Todd a coffee before he kills him and says that it's got soy milk. And Todd's like, I can read your mind. I know that you put half and half in one of those cups. But I'm going to take the one with soy milk. Inconceivable. (laughs) This is straight out of (laughs) Princess Bride. So Scott's like, actually, after he takes a sip... I put half and half in that one, but in my mind's eye, I thought really hard about how that was the soy one. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so Todd just drank half and half. The vegan police show up. Hell yeah. Or, I wrote down, the vegan police are rad. <laughs> it's Thomas Jane and the it's, other guy, I forget his name, he was in uh, the Boondock Saints sequel. One of them was in it's, Deep Blue Sea, Tony told me. Thomas Jane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thomas Jane, yes. Was Welcome in back Deep to Blue the sea. podcast. Did Thomas Jane. Yeah, we did yes. that movie. I'm pretty, yes, we did. And it didn't get as many listens as me and Tony were both shocked because people really liked that movie. Uh, and no, I, nobody I like really, that movie. Nobody seemed to like our episode about it. But the other well, guy is the guy that I call low-rank Justin Gordon-Levitt because he looks like Justin <laughs> Gordon-Levitt, but he's not. 
Actually, he, he might have been seem on the very familiar. I think he might have been on the podcast before. I'm gonna check. I'm I gonna. Looked, go I looked. To, I didn't see anything, but he might be. Check him. The I'm. I thought he was in Young Guns or something because he had that look. But Todd mm. loses his vegan powers because this is his third strike. Yeah, he had Which gelato. Was gelato's hilarious. not vegan. It's milk and eggs, bro. <laughs> no, it's milk and eggs, bitch. Oh. <laughs> and chicken parmesan. Chicken's not vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Which was funny. Even Envy's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he was once vegan. Now he must be gone. And he headbutts him. Scott headbutts him. Turns into Bang. coins. 3,000 points. I don't know how many coins it is, but he got a lot. Like a lot. And he didn't pick up yeah. none of them. I'd be no. collecting those coins. I'm with you. <laughs> Mario would pick them up. <laughs> Envy's upset. Her boyfriend is gone. And Scott's like, well, maybe now we're even. And he and Ramona leave and head to the pizza place because the band left during the fight. They were like, we're going to go get pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they decide they're going to go to the after party. But Scott's feeling a little down. He almost died back there. Has Ramona ever dated a guy who wasn't a total ass? And she's like, well, you're the nicest guy I've dated, and you're what I need right now. He's like, but what about later? (laughs) She's like, I need to live in the moment. He's like, I just want to (laughs) live. I don't disagree with him in this. He says the ex-boyfriend thing is getting to his head, and she corrects him again. It's exes, not (laughs) ex-boyfriends. Why does she keep doing that? Well, we're about to find out. Because now he's attacked by that girl from earlier again. (laughs) It's Roxy. She's one of the evil exes. Welcome back to the podcast, Mae Whitman. She was the daughter on Hope Floats. I completely missed that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Her cup runneth over. Yeah. And Scott finally gets it. And Roxy or Ramona's like, I was bi-curious. It was a phase. And Roxy says, bi-curious? Well, honey, I'm a little bi-furious. <laughs> That's a really good line. John goes, write that down. <laughs> Ramona steps in. She's going to handle this one. And Roxy says, if Gideon can't have her, no one can. The league hath spoken. Ramona says, Gideon needs to get his ass over here because she's about to beat Roxy's out of the Great White North. (laughs) Eventually, Roxy makes uh, Ramona understand that this is a league game and Scott has to be the one to defeat her. He doesn't want to hit a girl, though. Ramona's like, you don't have a choice. You got to fight her. And in the scene straight out of Romeo Must Die... She controls the hands so you can fight the same, the right, the proper sex, and mm-hmm. it works that well. <laughs> well, he wasn't in anything that we've previously watched, but he was in an episode of Freddy Night, Freddy's Nightmares, the TV series. <laughs> <laughs> Just so everybody knows. That was a terrible show that so, I may have watched a lot of. <laughs> he owns it on DVD. <laughs> so Roxy is not liking that Ramona is fighting for Scott behind him, controlling him. So she poofs up in between them. She says he needs to fight his own battles. Roxy's making quick work of him, and she's about to deal the killing kick. But Ramona says the weakness is in the back of her knee. Scott touches her there, and she orgasm explodes. 4,000 points. Which is <laughs> the dumbest kill of a home movie. Yeah. <laughs> I will agree with you there. <laughs> So Scott's frustrated and unhappy and embarrassed and takes it out on Ramona. He wants a list of the people who are going to try to kill him. And is there anyone at this party she hasn't slept with? Mm. That's mean. Yeah. She hasn't even slept with any of these. Well, you get the impression she and Roxy did. But nobody else. All of them were just, we kissed once and broke up. Well, There's only seven evil exes. Yeah, you already killed 
what, four, just, four of them, five of them? Well, he did just fight two in a row. He's, you know. being, he's being kind of an asshole here. We're seeing his true inner asshole's light shine. Now that he's getting comfortable. Yeah. You know what they say, don't hide your light under a bushel. Well, he, he his asshole light is shining. <laughs> Do they this say little that? light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. No, nobody? She's like, just maybe. Watch commercial. No one gets that. <laughs> No, I'm one, still trying to get TV. over Don't Hide Your Light Under a Bushel. <laughs> Where's that from? It's a, one of those no, things they say at church. Oh. Oh, well, well yeah. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure that it is a paraphrase of an actual quote from the Bible. Oh, okay. Okay. Talking yeah. about, you know, like the light of the yep, Lord. You could stop. <laughs> Don't hide it under a bushel? Yeah. Bushel of what? Sin? No, like a bushel. So hide like, it. <laughs> I, I think it might be a bushel basket, like that you put like a bushel of apples or something in. Okay. Like you don't you don't hide your light. I think it's a paraphrase of something from the Bible. Okay. Just let it go. All right. Let it go. So, yeah, something they say sure. in church. Ramona says or maybe they church. should split up. Because it seems like he's just another evil ex waiting to happen. Which is harsh. So being a dude. She leaves, but then comes back with the list. It's laminated. <laughs> <laughs> All good lists are. Numbers five and six are the Katyanyagi twins. I might be saying that wrong. <laughs> maybe possible he's like who are they and steven's like you don't know they're the next people we're up against in the battle of the bands they're Was badass he <laughs> in the trivia it said that the director could not communicate with them very well. Apparently, there was no translator on I guess set. Not. I saw that, and their, too. And their English, apparently, was not good. Which is the dumbest Which thing ever. Which doesn't make any sense. Why you get somebody fucking English? I know. Or, or isn't this, like, Hollywood? Don't you have, like, somebody that speaks Japanese? Yeah, so, like, <laughs> and he had a really hard time directing this scene, although it turned out just fine. Were these two but somebody important? Like I don't know. know. <laughs> they probably are in, like, Japan or something. Like, uh, are they Maybe. famous? Probably and they famous picked them for DJs that reason? Yeah. I don't know. If they picked them because they were famous, that would make more sense, but I don't get it. Scott is focused. He's pissed off. He's ready to battle them. He's like, you know bands and I know battles, and we're going to do this. But then they get there. And it turns out they're playing at the same time, Amp versus Amp, and Steven freaks out. Scott says, if I can put my issues aside, so can you. And Kim's like, well, have you talked to Ramona? Maybe you should before she disappears. Ramona's talking to a guy in the audience. Uh oh. Uh oh. Here's green. Yep. The competition starts. The twins literally take the roof off of the building, and the sex bombs have to step it up. They start to do well, but the twins bring out some amp dragons and knock them down. And Steven's like, maybe we should just break up. We just got our asses handed to us in front of the G Man, and that's the record dude that Steven's been trying to get to see them the whole movie and he's like we've been trying to impress Gideon but now we just got our asses handed to him. Scott's like what? G-Man is Gideon? And he's the guy talking to Ramona? (laughs) And he's number seven on the list of evil exes. Dum dum dum. Scott's ready to go again. He plays the gig of his life and they defeat the twins. Well they have a giant gorilla. Yeah, <laughs> they, their Kills music, the two um, their animality is a um, a giant gorilla, and they fight to fight the other animality. It's two dragons, two dragons, and they win. <laughs> and they win. Which I don't think a gorilla can beat two dragons. <laughs> just as an aside. Okay. Well, um, noted. I looked at the IMDb. They don't seem to be anybody particularly famous. Hmm. They both have um, 
some plenty of acting credits. One has 21 acting credits, the other one has 25. In ja- But it looks like various episodes of Japanese TV here and there. It doesn't look like mm. they're very well, Maybe they're huge in Japan. But they were not nominated for a Scream Award for Best Villain as a duo. In this? From yes, this? for this. Really? <laughs> this, that, this... <laughs> they uh, they were nominated as the best villain, so apparently I so apparently the Scream Awards think that they were the best villains in this. No, the movie. Scream Awards are pretty shitty. I watched a bunch yeah. of them. I just think it's interesting when things are nominated for awards. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Scott and Gideon are eyeing one another, and Scott gets a one up. He Might goes for Ramona, yeah, and he sees knives on the way, and it's awkward. When he finds Ramona, he says all the right things, except that he is in lesbians with her. He I said means lesbians. It. <laughs> he says, I said lesbians. But she's like, I think we have to break up. It's Gideon. She can't control herself around him. It's like she's under a spell. Gideon comes and wants to sign the band for a three-album contract right now. And he's got See? the little ring that makes the ming noise from Flash Gordon, which is pretty <laughs> sweet. Aww. But he's not such a bad guy. He's going to sign the band. He's, he's not even waiting for the end us. of the battle. <laughs> he's America. <laughs> Scott tries to throw the contract away. He isn't signing it. Steven grabs it, signs it. Kim signs it. Scott says, no, I'm not doing it. You're going to have to find somebody else. Young Neil pops out of nowhere no with the base. No problem. He signs. So he knows all his parts. Yep. Gideon kind of apologizes for the whole legal evil Alexis thing. He's like, I was in a bad place. No hard feelings. Peace out. <laughs> The band walks away, and Scott's left alone on the street. Did you say that Gideon was played by Jason Schwartzman? No, I did not. <laughs> he was played by Jason Schwartzman. He's like the only one I didn't. I mean, who you of may the know from players, I didn't. Do. Was it Rushmount or Rushmore? He was yeah. in a bunch of weird stuff. He's been in a bunch of things. He was in an episode of Cribs. I wasn't impressed with his house. Which means you probably didn't fake any of it. <laughs> I don't know. Show, I found Red a lot of that show they fake very very everything. I'm sure. So Scott's left alone Except on the Red street. Man. Red Man was fucking legit. <laughs> that's when he realizes he said lesbians after everybody leaves. Yeah. <laughs> he goes for a walk and ends up on a swing set, and his sister is next to him. And she's like, "Did you really see a future with this girl? Was she the one?" And he's like, "What? Like with jetpacks?" <laughs> And she's like, time heals all things, and maybe next time, don't go for the girl with all the evil exes. <laughs> That's good advice. Yeah. Scott goes home and interrupts something. Turn off the lights. And I'll glow. To the extreme. Sorry, my eyes jumped in there. <laughs> Wallace is getting it on. <laughs> and he's like, presumably, you just saw some guy's junk. <laughs> and he's like, I know this sucks, but I need the bed tonight. And the rest of the week and the, the rest, rest of the, of the year. <laughs> bye bye. Maybe mm. you can move in with Ramona. And he's like, she left with Gideon. Oh, probably because she's better than you. Because <laughs> he's better than you. The fight is over. And then the phone rings. It's Gideon. He doesn't want any more bad blood between the exes and invites Scott to the new Chaos Theater in Toronto where the Sex Pabalms are going to be playing tonight. And Wallace overhears the phone. He, he totally eavesdrops on the phone call. And he's like, that dude's an ass. Forget about what I just said. Finish him. Scott suits up and heads to the theater. There's a dude who asks him for a password. That dude is John Patrick Almodori from Timer. <laughs> Didn't catch that. Uh, interesting. 
Welcome back to the podcast. Well, if you lot, don't know what timer is, please go back and listen to that episode. It's early, early days of the Underappreciated Movie yeah. Podcast. So if you're a new listener and you're curious about one. our back catalog and you want to hear Tony get really upset about some junk, please go <laughs> listen really to our timer, timer episode. Uh, Scott get, goes in and first pi- first password was whatever. The second one was sigh. Yeah. <laughs> And the band looks weird. They're all dressed the same, and they're singing about how they're having no fun. They tell Scott to stop. Don't give Gideon the satisfaction. Scott says, what if I want the satisfaction? And Gideon's like, Scott Pilgrim, have a drink. You like Coke Zero, right? And he swats the platter Mm. out of the waitress's hand. And he's like, hey, there's no bad blood between us. You should move on. The lady made her choice. And Scott wants to fight for Ramona. Why would he want to do that? Because he's in love with her. And Ramona looks up, love. <laughs> Scott gets a power-up. He's earned the power of love. I got the power. <laughs> now he has a pink flaming sword. <laughs> it's great. And uh, Gideon tells the band to play during the fight and stick some dudes on Scott. Scott makes pretty quick work of them. We're the sex bombs and we're selling out. One, <laughs> two, three, four. <laughs> Sing songs about death and stuff to make you sad or something. No, that, <laughs> was uh, that earlier? Scott that said that yeah. one earlier. I love that. <laughs> That's what he said when they were battling the twins. The twins, yeah. <laughs> Scott makes quick work of all the goons and is soon surrounded by body-shaped piles of coins. There's a lot of coins there. <laughs> the band is impressed. Scott runs up to Gideon but is knocked down. His love sword shatters and hearts drift away. Which I thought was really cool. <laughs> I was like, oh, it turned into hearts. <laughs> Gideon offers Scott a quick removal from the premises and a fast entrance into hell. But out of nowhere is Knives. She's come to fight for Scott. She knocks Gideon's weapon out of his hand and falls down the stairs. Gideon's like, what? Isn't this cute? <laughs> Knives says, you'll pay for what you did to him. And Gideon's like... Look, he brought this on himself. He was warned, and he didn't listen. And I was like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to her. And points at Ramona. You broke the heart that broke my heart. (laughs) Get ready to chow down. (laughs) That's a good line. While the girls fight, Gideon and Scott begin to fight, too. Ramona's confused. Why does Knives have a problem with her? Because she stole Scott. But she didn't steal Scott. She didn't steal anyone. Scott knocks Gideon off the platform and goes to stop the girls. He separates them, and he's like, nobody stole anybody. I dated Knives, and then I dated Ramona. I mean, maybe I forgot to tell Knives before I started dating Ramona. But, and Knives says, you cheated on me, Scott. You cheated on both of us. And Ramona's like, you cheated on me with Knives. And he's like, no, I cheated on Knives with you. Is there a difference? (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, there is a difference. I think Knives is the more wronged party. Right. Although. He's like, you weren't wronged. And she's like. Really? (laughs) I think that Knives is more wronged than Ramona, but that doesn't make it okay. (laughs) Yep. It is interesting, though, because people don't ever really put it that way. (laughs) So thanks this movie for bringing that into our life. (laughs) (laughs) And Scott tries to figure out if there's a difference. (laughs) Gideon comes out of nowhere and stabs him through the chest. Mm. Game over. You're dead. Gideon says, Scott, you can cheat on these ladies all you like, but you can't cheat death. That's he's, a good line. He's in yeah. the desert again. Ramona joins him and says, she's sorry, dying's got to suck. He's like, the worst part is being killed by that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Why him? <laughs> she says, the truth is she was obsessed with him, but he ignored her. So she was alone. 
And then she left, but that's when he started paying attention. But why would she go back? She can't help herself. He gets into her head, and she's like, all right. Or he goes, that's disappointing, but I'll leave you alone. And she's like, no, really, he's in my head. And she shows him she has a chip. A little, <laughs> computer chip on the back of her head with three Gs on it. <laughs> and uh, she didn't mean for Scott to get dragged into this. She's sorry it ended this way. He really fought for her, but maybe she wasn't the one he should have been fighting for. And she disappears. Scott's confused. Did he just learn something? <laughs> that might be helpful if you weren't dead and all alone. And she's like, you're not alone. The one up from earlier appears next to him, and it's game on. He gets all the bonuses he's earned throughout the game and heads back to the Chaos Theater. He goes back in there and... This time he insults John Patrick Amatori. (laughs) Your hair is stupid. And he punches out the second guys. He compliments the band, dubs young Neil as just Neil, and apologizes to Kim for everything. He wants to fight Gideon. For Ramona? Nope. For himself. Power up. Now he's earned the power of (laughs) self-respect. I thought the first one was better than power of love. (laughs) Now he has a new flaming sword. And he leveled up again. Yeah. (laughs) Kim excitedly gets the band playing, and Scott kicks ass. He very quickly takes care of all the goons and even Gideon. He hollers out to Knives not to attack, but she does anyway. She's determined to hurt Ramona because Ramona hurt her. And Scott says, no, Knives, I hurt you. I cheated on you. I cheated on both of you. He wants them to be okay, and Ramona's chip disappears, and she says she's great. (laughs) Gideon is somehow back, though. And he's like, are we done with the hugging and learning? I thought we were fighting. Oh, yeah, Scott versus Gideon. But Gideon has a plus seven sword. This yeah. is not going to be easy because Scott's is only like plus four. Yeah, shit. <laughs> Gideon's practically a barbarian in this fight. <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> Knives steps in at one point and we enter two-player mode. They do okay for a little bit, but then Knives gets knocked down and is barely holding on to the platform. Still in the game, but she's not helping. <laughs> Gideon destroys Scott's weapon again, and it looks hopeless. But Ramona comes up to Gideon, and he says, Still my girl, eh? And she's like, How about we both be girls? She needs him in the junk. Mm. <laughs> Is it okay to need a dude in the junk while you're in the middle of a fight for your life? It's a death battle, yes. yes. <laughs> Especially yeah. when you just got rid of the chip that he was mind controlling. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of okay. <laughs> All right, I'm just checking. Just yeah. checking. I'm usually against a shot to the old, you know, yam bag. <laughs> but uh, I'll allow it on this case. No whacking of the tally whacker. No, I know. Yeah, but on this one, he deserved it. You've had a mind control chip, and it's to the death. All right, just checking. Mm-hmm. Just checking. Knives uses her scarf to disarm Gideon, and he pushes Ramona down the stairs. She hits like not nice. <laughs> and side note, Gideon is the name of the computer for Legends of Tomorrow, so check that out on the CW Network starring Brandon Ross. <laughs> this is a weird wow. tangent. It's brought to you by the fact that John really likes the shows on the CW. <laughs> yeah, the mm-hmm, Berlantiverse. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in a little homage to the beginning doing, of the movie. Oh, I'll tell you later, but I'll tell you right now, too. They're doing Batwoman. <laughs> I heard. And uh, another character from Supergirl. When Scott and Knives did the excellent two-player ninja DD, (laughs) now they do two-player perfectly to kick Gideon's ass. Gideon's pissed, and he starts glitching out as he yells at Scott. He says, 
you're not cool enough for Ramona. I am. I'm what's hip. I'm what's happening. I'm what's blowing up right now. And he says, you're right. You are blowing up right now. And kicks him in the face. Boom. In the face. Coins go a-flying. Seven million points. Mm. Kim goes, there goes our deal. And Steven's like, we're going to get paid, right? There goes our deal. <laughs> but then he's the only smart one of the group, so he's grabbing the, the coins. coins. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Even seven million nickels is a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, shit. Better than I'd be collecting every money. coin in that place. <laughs> we got some bags. Yeah. That bank's going to love you. <laughs> yeah. Like to make a deposit? Because there was a bunch of other guys that turned into pile of coins. Yeah, so you a got a little coins. more than seven million. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's stopping it. Coin star. Coin star. Yeah, <laughs> they take ten percent. Bring them to the bank. Oh, do they take ten percent? Yeah. Wow. Well, he's just gonna have like a chest full of coins every time he leaves the house. Just grab it. Am I alone? Would just bring them to the bank. Just they'll do that for you. I don't think you can take that many to the bank at once because that to, many coins would really weigh down your car. You have to ration it out. Yeah, you may want to. Yeah, get, first make more right. than one trip. Yeah, yeah. more yeah. than one trip. The bank would appreciate it too because they don't want you to bring you know seven million <laughs> coins in. So Scott and I walk down the stairs, and Ramona says, they work well together. Gideon's glasses called Scott, though, and they say, you defeated me, but can you defeat yourself? Mm. Now, here comes Nega Scott coming down the stairs. Because in the game earlier, he couldn't beat the Nega Ninja, <laughs> which is a white version of the Black Ninja. So both the ladies put up their dukes. They're going to fight with him. And he says, no, i got to do this one alone. So the girls go outside. Why? I have no <laughs> idea. Because sometimes he has to do it on his own. Sometimes you gotta face yourself. Yeah. Mm. But then out come Scott and Nega Scott chatting about a place where they're gonna go get French toast for brunch next week. Because everybody likes <laughs> oh, brunch. <shit. laughs> it's an excuse to have pancakes no, at four o'clock. Whatever. I got no, it. It's an excuse to have alcohol with your pancakes and not have anybody go, dude. You really shouldn't have alcohol for breakfast. But it's okay if you're having brunch. So <laughs> Flash hates brunch. Ain't nobody that ever, last episode. He just doesn't get it. Ain't nobody <laughs> ever said, hell no, I don't want no brunch. Except for the flash. He just doesn't understand it because he's too young for alcohol. So the girls are like, what happened? He's like, we just shot the shit. He's a really nice guy. We have a lot in common. He's you. Well, he's the opposite, so he's yeah. really nice. <laughs> Instead of being a douchebag. And not a creepy weirdo. Yeah. Now I tell Scott his hair is really shaggy. Insta hat on. Yeah. She takes it off and runs her hand through it. She's like, you should probably get a cut at a salon. And Ramona goes to leave. She should probably disappear. She's like, I need a new life. I came here to escape. She, and I'm tired of people getting hurt because of me. And, uh, and he's like, I'll get over it. And she's like, it's not just you. She's like, thank you for being the nicest guy I ever dated. And it's sad, but they say goodbye. And John goes, oh, I think he should have ended up with Ramona. <laughs> <laughs> well, so does Knives. <laughs> that Knives is wise beyond her years. Bad taste. She's but like, she's a smart cookie. You should go after her. You've been fighting for her all along. And he's like, but what about you? She says, I'll be fine. I'm too cool for you anyway. She's she, not wrong. She is. <laughs> it's true. And then he says, ciao, Knives. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was cute. Because it's Knives, ciao. Ciao, Knives. <laughs> He catches up with Ramona and says, can we try again? And she says, are you sure? He's like, yeah. Tony goes, he's homeless anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of uh, He doesn't have a job if he were to live. You know. <laughs> so they hold hands, stuff. go through the door. Do we want to continue? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Credits. 
No post-credit flatulence. No, if you don't put any credits, the game doesn't continue. <laughs> it's a nice little pun at the end. <laughs> Four, three, two, one. Credits. <laughs> All right. So what'd you think, Elaine? Oh, oh, we're starting with me. I, know. I was ready to go. I can go last. So. I've never gone last. My favorite right. character is Wallace. He's fantastic, and I pretty much think he stole every scene he was in. <laughs> My least favorite character is Ramona. Oh. I just felt... I know why people find girls like her attractive, but I just don't think the <laughs> aloof really cool girl thing it doesn't work for me <laughs> so i found that character very shallow i need more depth here um my favorite scene is when the tertiary or when the vegan police jump on <laughs> they i was like i started i covered my mouth i, was I had one of those <laughs> and covered my mouth like oh, it just made me laugh so hard. And John's like, and jumped away. Oh God, it was yeah. so good. The, like just they were the so happy to take away his vegan powers. <laughs> it was just so funny. It was so funny. Okay, so my favorite line is the first time Knives comes over for band practice, and she's sitting on the couch next to Young Neil, and she says, "What do you play?" And oh, he yeah. says, "Zelda, Tetris." It's kind of a big question. <laughs> <laughs> Really, this is the first time I laughed, and I just liked it a lot. Um, my favorite tertiary object is Wallace's keys. When he comes home oh. drunk, and he throws his keys, <laughs> and they yeah. bounce off Scott's head. Like, perfectly? God, it was so funny. <laughs> All right, so, yay, nay, may, bay. Um, I don't know that I want to watch this movie more than once, but I'm definitely really glad I saw it. So, I'm going to say yay. Because I did, like, I don't know that it's a good movie, but I just really enjoyed it. <laughs> Made me laugh really hard. So if you haven't seen this, you should probably go see it. So I'm going to give it a soft yay. A awesome. soft yay. All right. Well, we're going to let John go last, so go ahead, Tony. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> Let's see. Favorite character, Todd. Oh, Todd. Todd I absolutely that. love Todd. <laughs> when that scene was starting with Todd, he was like, oh, best yeah. part of the movie. <laughs> me, and, me and Ben go back and forth with that all the time. What, uh, does Ben have a, do we know Ben's favorite character? I'm pretty sure it's Todd. Okay, <laughs> all right. Be, it might be Lucas Lee, but it could um, be Todd. Ben, please tweet us, tweet at us and let other. us know. <laughs> and Nikki's too, because I'm sure she's seen this movie. Least favorite character, Scott. Be so mm. shit. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um... My favorite scene was the vegan fight, the whole thing. It's pretty that. good. And my favorite line, I I just copy and pasted it because it was too long. <laughs> He's looking at his phone. Here it is. Todd says, "Tell it to the cleaning lady on Monday." Scott says, "What?" He goes, "Because you'll be dust by Monday. Because you'll be pulverized in two seconds." The cleaning lady. She cleans up. She dusts. <laughs> he goes, so what's Monday? Because it's Friday now, so, like, she has the weekends off. So, Monday? <laughs> and he looks around like, I'm right, right? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm feeling it. <laughs> oh, it's so My good. favorite tertiary object is the Ninja game, because I want to play it. All right. That was pretty cool. So, yay, nay, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I love this movie. <laughs> okay. It's my turn? Yeah. Sure. Yes. All right, my favorite character... Um, 
doesn't <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna go with You're supposed to decide this before the podcast. I'm gonna go back to that. My least favorite character <laughs> is Scott. Okay. Because he makes an, a lot of bad decisions and he's kind of a dumbass. And um, he did cheat on a girl and we know you're very against that. He's a loser. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a loser. He's um, a loser baby. Yeah. My favorite scene is when he fights uh, Captain America. That whole mm-hmm. scene with the stunt doubles because mm-hmm. the stunt doubles are there. That's really funny. My favorite line is also from Captain America where it says, the next click you hear is me hang up the phone. The one after that is me pulling the trigger. <laughs> That's just some stone. He had some shit, good ones. You know. <laughs> that was really funny. My favorite tertiary object is the coins. Mm-hmm. And I was scared I was going third that I was not going to be able to pick that because somebody else was going to pick it. But <laughs> my favorite tertiary object is the coins. Mm. The coins. My the, penis the, the is coins. not like coins. <laughs> I've, had, I've had complaints. Um, and I still have to have a favorite character. I'm going to go with Ramona. Mm-hmm. You like Ramona. I'm going to go with Ramona. But you don't like Scott. Interesting. Right. But he did think that Scott should have ended up with Ramona, which is interesting. <laughs> he was really sad when it looked like he was going to end up with us. Well, I thought that too in the beginning. They're both terrible people. But I think Ramona's kind of moved past it, and Scott yeah. had, and Scott's still a douchebag. Yeah. Um, he did, he did find him self-respect. Yeah. I'm gonna say this is a, you should watch this movie once. I'm gonna yay it. But <laughs> watch it once, oh, and after that you have this, you got a conditional yay. It's a conditional yay because you, after you watch it again, it's it's the more you watch this, it's not gonna get any, but it's not gonna hold up. But it's good once, mm, and I'm I know that I've seen this more than once, and on the second viewing, I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know if I would get more of the little weird thing. Like, I will say, the more I watch it, the more I like it. Because the more I get little things, the more I, I see little things. I wonder if this is one of those movies, like High Fidelity was for me, where I had reached a peak and then it started going down the other side. Maybe. Like, if you see it so many times, you catch something, you catch something, you catch something, and then you've got everything you're going to get out of it, and then it just, woo, <laughs> down the other side. With me, every time I watch it, I see something else, but it's just like one of those things where it's like, there's like eight million of these things in this movie. It gives a shit, you know what I mean? I At a certain point, you're like, who gives a shit? You know, I, was like, I wouldn't watch it once a year or once a week, but if you no, see no, it no. every couple of years, yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably well, watch I it once a year. <laughs> Bless you. Gosh, I keep sneezing. All right. <laughs> I either watch it once a year or I just watch those two clips. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Todd and Lucas. That's pretty funny. My favorite character also Wallace. He's, he's, he's really great. He's really Can we fantastic. talk about Kieran? Culkin? <laughs> he's really good. I don't think he was in it enough. For- but he he kind of acted like he's the asshole guy, but, he but was, really he was the, the best guy, on yeah. top of his shit smart guy. We needed to straighten this out. <laughs> he, he gave the mentor. He, he was gave a good, friend. really good his advice. His best line was, "Who's drunk? Guess who's drunk? <laughs> Wallace. You guess right." <laughs> God, that's so funny. I laughed so hard. Oh, my least favorite character was Gideon, the super asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene was the fight with Roxy right up until she orgasmed to death. Yes, yeah, I wrote that down. I wrote that down. She <laughs> orgasmed to death, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. At all. And she didn't mention that at all <laughs> during the review, but okay. <laughs> just, me, me and Carly talked about that during the review, dear. I know. Would you sleep just, I know, I just, I just... It was a great fight scene, and I really liked how Ramona pulled the mallet out of her purse and was like, I'm going to do this one. Look like Mjolnir. It was a good fight. <laughs> That was a real Hoover and Roger Rabbit moment, too, pulling a hammer out of her purse. <laughs> and well, she was, was wearing her sword around her <laughs> and a belt. It was a belt. I really enjoyed that fight and everything that led up to the the death, because that was dumb. The death. Well, you know, really a whip can always double as a belt. That's what I hear. <laughs> 
my favorite line was dating a high schooler is the morning period. That's good. <laughs> there was a lot of really good lines. <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object was specifically the body shape piles of coins. Oh, that's different. <laughs> I went broad, all the coins. <laughs> I also really liked the little pop-ups that happened on the screen, like doesn't get it, gets it, the wheel, I, the decision. I really <laughs> enjoyed them. That's one of the things, like, back to their suicide episode, I really liked when they, they pop up and they give that little yeah. synopsis suicide on the screen. Suicide Squad, you mean? Yeah. Yes. I really enjoyed that. Thank you that. for clarifying that. That was and I almost did, my favorite. I did, like, I did like all the pop-ups. I'm a big fan of the pop-up. <laughs> I know Tony really likes it when they pop up and tell you where they're at. <laughs> I just like a pop-up in general. <laughs> in big letters. Yeah. Vienna. Got it. From back to our Losers episode. Because, you know. I like it. <laughs> oh, you're yay. All right, four yays for Carly movie. I know, I'm a little surprised. <laughs> I feel like we've been on a really good roll with yays lately. Um, Let's see what I, happens. <laughs> I think it was, wasn't there a name last week? Oh, yeah, well, last week was Tank Girl. But we're, okay, I'm so not we counting, haven't done that yet. I'm not, ta- I'm not counting Tank Girl. I blocked that out of my mind. <laughs> that was a gift from Tony. We're about <laughs> to enter John's birthday month, so let's not yet. see. No. <laughs> yeah, the next episode. Is it my birthday month already? Yeah. Don't I start my own birthday you, you, month? Elaine gets an episode. Start, Are gonna you going to start, start your, it? I'm going to start okay. your birthday month. Oh, we're starting early. All right. Because <laughs> we might as well. Because I feel like it's silly for me to do a regular episode. And, and then, then just have to and then start. Yeah. yeah, so I'm just going to okay. start it off. All right. Carly? All right. Well. You haven't talked enough yet, so just keep going. But for now, as it, Elaine said earlier, just check out our Instagram, Unmovie Podcast Dogs. And check out our Twitter at Unmovie Podcast and our Facebook, facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. I asked Ben to tweet something at us and now I can't remember what I said. Oh, his his, his, favorite, his favorite character. character. Yeah. So you should definitely te- check out our Twitter because Ben will tweet at us. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's our biggest fan. And so you should definitely check out the Twitter yeah. and tweet at us your favorite character from this movie. And there and were so many callbacks in this episode. So you should go back and listen to all those episodes. Yeah, I, I agree with Carly. <laughs> Carly's on to something there. And also tell three friends and have them tell three friends. Yeah. Yep. All right. Until everybody in the world is listening to this podcast. And then tune in next week when we start John's birthday month. It's my birthday. <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. going to be... Elaine's but Elaine's going to start it. Short, pick. <laughs> all right. I thought long. Mm-mm. I thought hard. That's a lie. I thought, <laughs> I thought about this just now. <laughs> I thought quick, and I knew immediately what I was going to pick. I know what it is. For John's birthday month. Watch I'm going to go with the wonderful action movie. What? Is it Thor Ragnarok? No. Double team? She can't No. <laughs> double team? Only I can want to do double team. No, uh, I do actually... Oh man, now I want to see you. Oh. Alright, Bam, Bam, Bam. No, no, Next week on the podcast, no, I was going to pick, inspired by my love of Delray Lindo, I was going to pick Romeo Must Die, but now I want to kind of pick Double Team. Alright, well, you got until Carly's oh, done no. with this. Flip a coin. Oh no, you're going to. Any of those dead people leave coins around? Oh my goodness. Um, That's a good. Yeah, um, stop making noise in this thing. <laughs> And actually, I was pretty sure I saw this because a lot of the stuff I remember. But... Are you ever going to pick Double Team? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I love Double Team. Okay, I know. But... It's terrible and wonderful all at the same time. Okay, you're supposed to... No, I'm picking Romeo Must Die. Okay. Right. Starring the great Jet Li. Yes. Okay. And Aaliyah. And Aaliyah. 
And you know what? There's some really great rappers turned actors in this movie. DMX is in this. DMX. She barked at you. It's DMX. I like DMX. Hey, Elaine's going to give it to you. Forgot about double team. God damn it. Cue the music. The lady's gonna uh, give it to I you. I thought that's what you said. So. I had said that a while ago. You did, yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna have to wait for you know Christmas or something to pick double team. <laughs> All right. I'll do it for Halloween. It's a horror movie. Because yeah. it's scary good. <laughs> scary good. <laughs>